You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, that's good. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Um, a we we are sponsored by dogs in a, in addition to the Smith Workforce Management as a uh, group as well as whoever Blue Air decides to put in. Uh, I am your host uh, Twiggy, aka Asa. Um, I am here with uh, my co-host Napoleon Gregg aka the stump he's here with his dogs who apparently have got a mailman issue going on right now they're uh they're good dogs we like them um we are joined by our ever-present co-host nerd angus who is sitting outside somewhere in an uh unincorporated district uh that does not have voting rights so he's not a full person that's that's just that's just how voting works so for the federal for the federal government, we do not have voting rights. For the council and the mayor, we do. Okay, let's get into let's get into these distinctions. I'm just saying the council you you can sit on that council, but but it does not recognize you as an actual person. I was oh I was God no, oh a, my a God. Star Wars reference there, but um, but you know, talking about yeah, I figured out where you I figured out where you were going with yeah. Let's not dive into that. Let's not dive into. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we should not be diving into right now. No, but um, but but like Tottenham, we are going to be focused. We're going to be ready. We're going to dare to do, uh, and we are going to make uh, me wake up at 4 a.m. this morning. We're recording on Sunday uh, to watch a game, um, which I. Uh, that's a choice that you're making. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, that's on you. I, I yeah, mean, really, you can just watch it later. I I I woke up at five forty five because I have children and that's what time I woke up and I was giving my wife uh, the ability to sleep in because the game was on so it was like it was it was easier for me to to do a nice thing because I was going to be up anyways. Um, thank thank thanks to my wife who who sometimes listens and uh, I apologize. I was going to say let's hope she doesn't myself. listen. <laughs> so we've got some Harry Potter stuff. Uh, when we left off, uh, Buckbeak was alive. Um, that <laughs> may or may not continue to be the case. So, uh, MC, take it from which, there. Uh, which part of the multiverse are we talking about here? Oh, wait, has, has everybody seen Doctor Strange yet? No, but we haven't also gotten to the point where we have multiple timelines that we're aware of yet. Uh, I, we'll, we'll get there, but I'm, I think that jo- uh, Joanne has been very clear that she does not believe in multiverse theory. Probably not. I mean, because of the well, you're not supposed to see the other person. 
Yeah, because, you're supposed to see yourself. Because it yep. be, because she she has a single stream. Buckbeak never dies, right? Like I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here, but Buckbeak never dies. Like there is no universe in which Buckbeak dies because when they go back in time, at least they see from, each other. They see right. Like it never yeah. Buckbeak never dies. Like there is a single stream yeah. of time. Um to use to use George R. R. Martin because I must reference the song of Ice and Fire every episode. Um like the ink is dry, like the past stays in the past. So if somebody goes backwards in time, they had always gone backwards in time. Um, whereas multiverse theory creates right. okay. infinite timelines. So um, there is no multiverse Good. in Harry Potter. Good times. I just finished Game of Thrones, the first one. Congratulations. I, so I the suggest- Game of Thrones, which is the only one, because that's the name of the book. Yeah, the book is a Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones. If you play, you die. You're a you're a Game of Thrones. Your mom's a Game of Thrones. I don't want to get into this. Okay, so we're at exam times, <laughs> and Harry and Ron, as the uh, stated dumbest boys alive, are confused because Hermione's schedule has her taking exams like three times a day, and they can't figure out. Huh? I wonder how she can do that. Yeah, she probably um, figured out. 13 year olds remain stupid also i i love that like in the midst of all this and this is sort of like a global comment about harry potter is um like you you have the mundane going on at the same time as like the exceptional and it's like yeah Darius black is on the loose uh buckbeak is about to get ex- executed what did you get for question C? <laughs> or question three? Well, I got C. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they Wait, also which... just like, they, they cancel exams like three times. Yeah, in six years. <laughs> in six years. Like, he only takes half of his exams. <laughs> well, wait, which years do they cancel? Do they cancel for chamber? Yep. They cancel for chamber. They don't cancel, they cancel they for cancel goblet. For... Yep. Uh, wait, do they cancel for goblet? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cedric's. Somebody's dead. Somebody's dead. <laughs> they they don't cancel for order. No. I don't think they cancel for uh for her half blood prince because I think that's the book where uh or they were like outside for astrology or whatever they call astrology, and then they like see something happening and then like they run over to am I getting this right or is that Order of the Phoenix? That's Order of the Phoenix thing. Uh, okay. Half Blood Prince I- is when I believe he finishes his exams before Dumbledore takes him off to the Yeah. Lake. Okay, so they cancel for Chamber and Goblet. So they cancel so, twice. Yeah. And they don't so, they obviously don't take it for, for the Horcrux book. Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> at some point they have to because they do have jobs <laughs> in the this is discussed, but like they have, yeah, no, they at some point they do graduate. Do they? But like also doesn't doesn't Harry just like get an exception because he's Harry. <laughs> I mean, he probably does, but there's no way that they're just like Ron Weasley. Yes, you've shown enough aptitude that well, you don't have to take an exam. Right. Well, Ron just takes over the job. Sure, there's like some whichever of the twins. There's, dies. there's so nepotism. Like, no, well, I'm, I'm sure yes. that there's some sort of wizarding GED. Right. Like, probably. Like you gotta have something. To yeah. Some, well, there's the, like... there's the squib. There's the squib correspondence school. Right. Yeah. So, so, so clearly there's some, there's some sort of alternative high school for, I mean, like, like, you know how like an American high school is like, if, if a girl gets pregnant, they shepherd her off to some alternative high school and pretend that she's not pregnant, or maybe that was just in the upper Midwest. Um, Like I I imagine wizarding high school has something similar where they're just like, well, you're going to go to Bowers farm, not saying where I'm from, but Uh, I don't think that's true because, because no, I don't think that's true because I think that's what Hagrid would have had. Like Hagrid did something. He was in jail. No, went straight to jail. Straight to jail. (laughs) No, Hagrid, Dumbledore just gave Hagrid a job. He didn't. Again, no, he went from middle school dropout to professor in six months. Yeah. Uh, mm, Not professor, but but janitor. Certainly janitor. Um, Gamekeeper. no, he was a. I mean, in six months from when he got sent to Azkaban, no, no, yeah, as the uh, middle school yeah. dropout, oh, well, to when he was appointed as professor, wrongly I mean, accused. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. The fact of the matter is, he is a middle school dropout. It's a, it's a little D'Antonio esque, right? Like like from from jail to the to the field, you know, that week. So you know, 
maybe maybe if you do that, you're going to get into situations where maybe that professor who was just in jail uh, gets some magical creatures uh, removed from their heads. But we're we're taking exams of divination, are we not? Yes. yes. Uh, so really, there's just a bunch of uh, normal students taking normal exams at the end of a normal year with an escaped uh, murderer on the loose. Yeah. But, uh, but not this actually is, again. Well, no, that's not the important part. I mean, he, he is an attempted murderer. I, I want to be clear here that he did attempt murder. Just Pettigrew got the drop on him. Again, yeah. we're, we're, we're jumping ahead here. But yeah. but definitely the idea was <laughs> the idea was to murder. He did. He he showed up to that event with an intent to murder, uh, and and and, and sure. acted on it. Conspiracy to commit murder. Uh, you can't have a conspiracy with yourself. Murder. Um, you don't know who else he told about it. Well, who else would he have told? He would have told Lupin. Lupin didn't know about it. I'm using I'm using logic here, and I know that Wizarding World doesn't work on logic. They in fact. Joanne winked at us in the first book and said, wizards don't understand basic logic. But, like, you know, if he was going to commit conspiracy with anybody, it would have been Remus Lupin, right? Like, he's not going to call up his cousin Bellatrix and be like, hey, you want to go some murder some folk? Although she probably would have been down. She said, yeah! (laughs) She's definitely down. He would have had to do it like the town, where it's like, hey, you can't ask me who, and you can ask me why, but we're going to go hurt some people. And she would have been like, already made that joke because it's so useful. It's so useful. It's great. It's also, that's a great film. I don't don't feel bad. No, I love it. Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck do a great job. Way, way better. Way better than Argo. And John Hamm. Yep. Yeah. I would, I would say it's, it's the best uh, Ben Affleck movie where Boston is a character. It's all Ben Affleck movies. All Ben Affleck movies have Boston as a character. Correct. Where's Boston and Argo? I'm Boston, Iran. I don't know. You're, you're undermining an obvious joke. That's not helpful. Boston, Boston, <laughs> So anyway, Harry takes a divination exam, which are uh, what do you call it? Um, Islam of Boston. No, that's in Pakistan. No, no, no that's all right, just, we're, okay, we're, we're done. They're all, they're all, they're practical exams, not written exams. So that he has to face Trelawney alone by by himself in the in the tower. Which after he finishes, Trelawney yeah. has what I believe is. Her third uh, actual divination ever, where it's a she great little bit of exposition there that Harry just happens to be alone with her. <laughs> yes, Sometimes things to be... need to happen, <laughs> and it happens to be Harry and not Lavender Brown who comes down. Yeah, and like, yeah man, yeah. Trelawney was being weird today. Uh, sometimes, so sometimes the... shit needs to happen to get the plot where it's going. Like, it, I, 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 we're not going to yeah, criticize Joanne over this. this. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's her best trait. And I believe I believe the prediction is that uh, the Dark Lord's like most loyal servant will break free tonight and rejoin him. So Harry is like nice. And so Harry is rise like, again. And help him to rise again. So Harry immediately thinks that uh, Sirius Black is going to somehow get back to Voldemort uh, that night. Uh, so then Harry, Ron, and Hermione are now going to lend emotional. They're the emotional support. Uh, kids to Hagrid as, as Buckbeak faces his uh, the consequences of his actions. Yeah. Uh, so um, in the in the uh, in the uh, are on the way to Hagrid's I believe is when he, Ron finds no it's at Hagrid's so for some reason Scabbers is hiding in the flower pot at Hagrid's so uh so then Ron finds Scabbers again, and then Scabbers is, like, freaking out and trying to get away the whole time they're in uh, Hagrid's hut talking about Buckbeak being executed So I need to Sirius Black getting yeah, away. I need to jump in here because um, you skipped over something that's in the movies. I don't, I don't remember it being in the books. It's the, the scene where um, Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle are, are, like, standing there to watch the execution from like yeah. weird yeah, yeah, yeah. weird Hogwarts Stonehenge that is never seen before or after. Um, so the uh, the fun part about that is that um, you get to see uh, you get to see Hermione's ability to punch. And I I, I want to take a second to critique. Okay, and 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 this okay. this bugged me when I watched it. Her extension 
she 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 didn't close the the distance nearly enough. If you watch that, she she she's hitting him, you know, arm fully extended. She's lost all of her power. I mean, look, he eats the punch and he he goes down. You know, he's not he's got a glass jaw. We know this about Draco Malfoy. But if I'm if I'm Hermione next time, you take a shuffle step, you close that gap. I mean, you're 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 using your power, you know, into his into his chin, not at the end of his chin. So. Um, you know, obviously there's no, you know, their, their version of, um, PE is not as, uh, robust as, as maybe, uh, an American school or, or a British school normally would be. So I, I just, I just would like somebody to, to, to give Hermione a, a self-defense class, not defense against the dark arts, but just like some, you know, some basic boxing, uh, or MMA, I suppose. Um, although I guess if you're fighting the Draco Malfoys of the world, clearly, like you don't need to be, uh, as effective. So that's just no. something I wanted to bring up. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I forgot that this is the, I believe this is the, this is the first time she hits him. She hits him like three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so then that chapter actually ends with Buckbeak being executed or they Seemingly. hear the sounds of what, they hear the sounds of what they think is Buckbeak being executed. And in the so movie then, they see the swinging axe, but they don't see... They and they see, see the swinging axe and crows rising up. Sure. Because sure. Uh, symbolism. Do you get it? Do, do you get why there are crows? Yes. Do you get it? It's a murder of crows. We love you, Joanne. Anyways. It's a murder, um, <laughs> it's a, it's a murder of crows. So, uh, so this yeah, is so when Scabbers bites Ron and, and bails, right? Yeah, whole thing goes whole thing goes to shit. So I forget what the actual um it might just be that Crookshank shows up. So Crookshank shows up, which causes Scabbers to freak out, bites Ron, makes a run for it. Ron grabs him at what he realizes is like the foot of the Whomping Willow. And as soon as he grabs Scabbers, uh the big black dog appears out of nowhere, grabs Ron's leg and drags him under the Whomping Willow, assisted by Crookshank stopping the, standing on the knots that stop swinging and everything. Right. So, so this was, this was a fun moment in the movies um, because uh, they use this as an excuse to like do this like whole uh, CGI set piece where um, like the Whomping Willow just beats the crap out of Harry and Hermione for like a good four minutes of movie time. Um, and it's like, an ex- it's an example of Alfonso Cuaron not having an editor who was willing to, to stand up to him. Um, but, uh, that, that was a very fun, fun moment in the movies. Um, but that gets us to, to obviously the, the core of the, of the finale, at least the first time. So Ron hooks his, Ron hooks his leg on the, one of the roots of the Whomping Willow as he's getting dragged down, which, uh, is a way for Ron to get his leg broken. So then he goes, he gets dragged uh, underneath the Whomping Willow, which then um, Harry and Hermione, not Ron, Harry and Hermione follow him through. They find out that this tunnel then leads to the Shrieking Shack. We get the whole background on the Shrieking Shack. Hold on, hold on. In the movie, in the movie, there's a wonderful part where they get the, like immediately under the tree and they realize it's a tunnel and they're like, oh, this goes to the Shrieking Shack. And you're like, as a, as a viewer, how do, how do you adult, know that? How, how do, they do you know, know that? that? How do you know that? <laughs> like this, this tunnel is like implied to be incredibly long. You know, it's like a, a, a distance of, a, I guess a mile. At least, in my head. At least yeah. a mile. Yeah. At least yeah. a mile. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're like, like, like as a viewer, you're like, this goes to the Whomping Willow. Were you running out of time, Alfonso? You didn't want to spend time down here. You just yeah. wanted to get there. Okay. All right. Good yeah. Stuff. So. You've talked about how this is wait, this is all of our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. The ending of this movie is awful. It like at like for book re- I, I I could see like how for like non-book readers it's completely fine, but like multiple things like that happen at the end of this movie. And the end of this book is is amazing. But the end of the book but, is amazing. The end of the movie is, is uh, demonstrably an ending. It's well, yeah, because also bad. I talked about this. I think it was in the seventh book when they're when they had to climb through the same tunnel to get to the shrieking shack and then back to the school. Uh, it's implied that they can't stand up; they have to crawl on their hands and knees in order to get yeah. through this tunnel. Yeah. Despite the fact that I mean, I understand that they're only thirteen here, but at one point, Lupin, Pettigrew, and Ron tied together all calmly walk through this tunnel, 
And then three books later, it's not big enough for anybody to stand up. Yeah. They're also going from Hogwarts to like the other side of Hogsmeade. Like yeah. that's where the Shrieking Shack is. It's, it's on like this little island thing, like out of, out of the middle of nowhere in Hogsmeade <laughs> that no, yeah. one, no one in the village goes to because they think it's haunted. But anyways, but yeah, like the end of this movie is is bad. Like there are some like artistic things that Alfonso Cuaron does that are really good, but it's just it it's a it makes it makes the book like the right. book the ending of this book is a thing movie bad. Yeah, and 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 look, like he 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 gets you where you need. Like I I think that there's a lot to be said for the movies um, having to be a little bit different, right? Like. Like you, you can't do in a movie what you can do in a book, um, and so like he yeah. does certain yeah. things here, but like there, there are there are weird things that happen that you didn't need to change, so on and so forth. But this gets us. I, I, I want to get this in because this is where we get to, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the funniest bit of acting in the entire series, which is Gary Oldman's Sirius Black sh- shrieking. <laughs> like i've waited by time 12 years and you're like dude you've 12 been years free. remus 12 yeah, years you've been free for a year you've been hanging out as a free man for a year <laughs> like you didn't get out yesterday yeah. you've been out for nine months <laughs> I was, okay wait do you think do you think that one is funnier or the the dumbledore and goblet of fire and i guess we'll talk about oh, this that's a good one like yeah, yeah, that's a good Did one. You put Only... your name in the cup, Harry. <laughs> I, I, I like that one. That dramatic. The, the, the commitment to yeah, contract man. law in uh, in Goblet of Fire is really amazing, but we'll get there. Um, I have I have a lot of thoughts about the commitment to contract law. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we're right here at this point. So then, like, obviously, once they get to the shrieking check, there's the uh, the big reveal. The show. Yeah, the big reveal is that the dog has been serious the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Oh. oh, look, and Stump has a dog who's about to lick his face. Oh. Uh, yeah, so then Sirius has been Sirius has been the dog the whole time. And wow. then And then uh, you know, again, we have in the in the Harry Potter world, which the kids are aware of, there is a spell that immediately will kill somebody. And Harry has been very open about his plans to kill Sirius Black, and yet when presented with the fact that Sirius Black is this dog, his first thought is, let's hear him out. He's not that guy. I mean, like, the fact of the matter is, yeah. is that Harry Potter doesn't have an enemy. He's, he's soft. No. He's soft. You think Kobe Bryant is waiting to hear him out? No. No. No, and job. also, my, my favorite part about this scene is that there's, like, and I, this will this will get to, to Twigs's uh, favorite criticism of this series, but a nice comparison between like Anakin and Mace Windu, <laughs> and when when Re- when when Lupin and and Sirius are both like, we got to kill Pettigrew, and Harry's like, no, he needs to go to court. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's 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 so funny, and you're like, why, why? If you kill this right now, little person, you can He's a show his rat. body. He's gonna rat you out. <laughs> I mean, like, there's it's literally a rat. He I, is a living symbolism. Like, we we can go like the departed rat and just be like, is he a rat? Is he? Thank you, thank you, yeah, Joanne. Yeah. But no, no, no. like, <laughs> oh, do you know you, what, do you know? Do you know what would exonerate Sirius Black? Peter Pettigrew's dead body. It's there. We know for a fact that when you avada cadaver someone, their body doesn't like doesn't doesn't force disappear. Right? Like, it doesn't go into the ether. It stays there. Yeah. And if you show up to Cornelius Fudge's office with Peter Pettigrew's body and you say, hey, uh, heads up, Sirius Black didn't kill You're, Peter. Here's uh-uh. Peter. <laughs> no, no. You're giving 38. Cornelius Fudge way too much credit. Oh, Cornelius right. Fudge right. is an idiot. <laughs> right. But and, with and 30, forgot- he's like 38-year-old Peter Pettigrew. It's yeah. not 24-year-old Peter like, Yeah, He will have clearly aged. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm sure that they have some manner of DNA, you know, something right like today uh, uh, probably not the dental records uh, I, I don't know <laughs> yeah no the whole wizard yeah the, the healers at st mungo's are like we got the t- the dna technology stitches though we can't do we that can't do that <laughs> um but but but, but it, it, it is like it is very much like he must stand trial why why 
Why does he have this, to stand? This whole him? scene, this whole scene is like what George R.R. R. Martin should watch just for exposition. <laughs> because they explain like nine different things in like three chapters. They're like, yeah, yeah. he's an anime animagi. Uh Lupin, uh James, Sirius, and Pettigrew wrote the Marauders map. Great. So when we're like Harry, when when Lupin saw you with it in his office, he was immediately like, like "Oh shit, he's been doing shady shit." <laughs> uh, then we find out that you can teach yourself to be an animagi because James, Sirius, and Pettigrew, which like this is the only example of Sirius doing really any sort of complicated magic. The most yeah. dangerous of blood magic. <laughs> <laughs> And, but, but like, it's funny because like, it's like, what was the complicated thing Sirius wanted to do? Ah, the ability to sneak off campus and get beer. Thank you, Sirius. <laughs> Thank you. As a shaggy black dog. <laughs> to hang out with it, hang out with those bros. Just bros being dudes, man. Bros, just, yeah. just guys being dudes. Being guys. Just, uh, just <laughs> wrestling our friend when he was a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, are, are you, Which, are you gonna... <laughs> a dog isn't like any, any, number one, a dog isn't like, that much stronger than a, a man. Uh, the stag also, like, would I would assume, would be much more susceptible to attacks from a werewolf. And uh, it, like nobody ever explains. Pretty strong, man. They get taken down routinely in nature. That's true. I think smaller than werewolves. I I, I always assumed that that Sirius's dog and um, James's uh, stag were like. Like, you know how uh, Game of Thrones, like, the dire wolf is, like, rideable? Like, it's, like, 10 feet yeah. tall. Like, not in the yeah. movies, but not in the show, but, like, in the actual yeah. book. Like, it's supposed to be, like, yeah. 10 feet tall and, like, yeah. like some sort of mutant wolf. Yeah, I, yeah I, I always, a dire wolf. Right. I always Literal this, mythical creature. Right. They also existed. There is something called the dire wolf. Um, uh, not oh. mythical. Like, actual, like, lived in Canada. But um, the, the, like, the concept that you have, like... Um, like some sort of like large dog. Like we're not we're not talking about you're not dealing with your your average dog here. Like we're we're talking about like somewhere between normal dog and cliff and the stag. Like, I'm in a house rat. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the next point though. Like if you can choose, so number one, sure, you choose like to be a stag and be a dog and just be bigger than normal. But then like as they're all sitting around, well, they're like, gonna be a stag, but they I'm gonna down. be a dog. I'm okay, wait, but Anna, wait, Anna Megai, I, I forget. Can you choose what you become or do you just like become whatever it is? It's so funny. Imagine the first time they all do it and, and Sirius is like, I'm a dog. I'm loyal and sort of an idiot. And James <laughs> is like, I'm a stag. I'm proud and strong. And I, you know, don't really give a shit about what else is going on. But I'm going to be taken down by somebody who really isn't that good at this. And then it's like, Peter, I'm a rat. Shit. These guys are never gonna. I, I'm never going to. I'm never going. Never to gonna amount this. to anything. I'm, this. This is. Bad. You know. You guys. You know who we should make the secret keeper? The literal rat. The, the rat. Yeah. Good shit, y'all. Um. Again, serious. Dumb. Dumb. Like loyal. Dumb as rocks. Uh, the smartest dog. The smartest dog. I love dogs. I'm a big dog guy. I love dogs. The smartest dog can be distracted by a doorbell. That is serious, Black. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes, they can be distracted. I, we're teaching our dog right now to like, <laughs> to like if something's happening around her, just like throw a treat and say, "Find it," and that's that's the distraction. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, look at me. Look at me. Find, find the treat. <laughs> and and like and and so like like the concept of like they all they all master this, and it's like I'm I'm a proud thing. I'm a proud dog. I'm a proud stag. I'm a rat. I am, I am going to be bullied for the rest of my life. Like, because it's one of those things where it's like everybody at some point in their life does something so dumb or so ridiculous or says something so dumb that all of their friends are like, well, that's forever. Um, You're never going to forget this. Uh, Friend of the, friend of the pod, Ian Shogren, when I was in China, or when when I was in, uh, I was in China, so I told him I was, went to the Great Wall that day, and he goes, oh, have you seen any geishas yet? Like, how's, how's the sushi? And I was like, dude, and that was, like, three years ago, and I still bring up the fact that he thinks the Great Wall is in Japan. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll come to mind, which is, that, which is that for a very long time, I could not tell, I did not know that there was a difference between goats and sheep. Yes. Uh, and and yep. I, I just for a long time didn't, didn't realize that those were different things. 
You uh, thought the goat was the male sheep, right? Yep. Yep. I thought it was a chicken <laughs> re- uh, rooster hen situation. Uh, I was wrong. I, uh, I bet you also thought that March comes in like a sheep and out like a, uh, in like a lion, uh, out like a sheep. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyways. Hey, so- he was much dumber than that. <laughs> it was much dumber than that. But also, like, you can't, like, you, you can't have chosen, right? Because that means that Peter Pettigrew did voluntarily become a rat. And also we learned that, uh, what's her face? Rita Skeeter. Like, do, you, do we think she would have voluntarily became a ladybug? I, I think maybe. Uh, I think you probably can't choose. So yes, then yes. Because because I I, th- I seem to remember there being a reference to like Peter was the one who touched the knot that turned it off. Um. So like they needed a smaller yeah. animal. Um. Oh, but, but, okay, but, that makes but, sense. But why a rat? I mean, look, like if you were going to cho- choose like a small animal, like why not a lemur? Why not a a ferret? Right. Cat? Like a cat would have been awesome. Um. You know, uh, uh, th- th- there are tons of, of small mammals. I wonder if it's limited to I mean, mammals. Do we? Oh well, ladybug. So no, it, no ladybug. They probably needed. Yeah. They probably probably needed an animal, like we're saying, like a distraction for the werewolf. That like if if like Lupin was becoming, um, like becoming too aggressive. That like a small, fast animal that like could not be caught. Why not so, a like, rabbit? Distraction. You, yeah, you I don't, don't think a werewolf can know. catch a rat? I, I, I get Rats are like they're quick. They're not, yeah, they're quick. They're not fast. Um, you know, they're they're they don't have breakaway speed, but they have, they have a good three cone trail. Um, so so then so, so then we we get a whole bunch of exposition, which I really appreciate. I I, I got to tell you, um, the fact that Sirius Black comes back, tells this story that completely exonerates him, and places the blame on the person he was accused of murdering. Um, it's really great. Because Harry and and uh, and Ron and Hermione are all thirteen, and they're like, you know, this tall guy who's very very attractive. Um, he's told us these things, and I think we're going to believe him. I think we're going to believe him. Remus, what do you think? You're an adult. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, okay, cool. What are we doing now? <laughs> Y'all want to bail? Yeah, let's bail. Let's let's go take him to court because I'm sure the justice system will work here. Um, it won't. Yeah, the justice system that has literally never failed in the wizarding world and did not set up uh, kangaroo courts after after Voldemort, right? Like, <laughs> remember just... when 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 last last book uh, Ruby's Hagrid was sent to Azkaban without a trial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Which happened to him twice, 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 twice. And it's fine. You know, like like you would think that Ruby's Hagrid by the second time would become like whatever the wizarding wor- world's version of an abolitionist would be. Um, and he just doesn't. He's just like, I believe in the government. Like, nah, Hagrid. Like, it's time to smash some stuff. Um, hypothetically. Okay, so we get exposition uh, unregistered um, uh, magi. We get exposition uh, werewolves. And then we get exposition that Snape hates Potter, James Potter, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, and Peter Pettigrew. So we can hear all that. And then uh, the only person that makes any sense in this entire situation, Snape shows up at the end because he's just conveniently found Harry's uh, invisibility cloak, which again, Harry leaves around the school like no less than four times in this entire book series. And Snape has the only like logical response to this entire situation, which is like, he's a convicted murderer. I don't think we should believe him right away. We should probably just like go back and then we can settle this all up. Like, 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 let's, 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 let's be reasonable here. Let's, let's, let's not just take convicted felon at his word. Right. Uh, and Harry's response to that is to um, attack, attack the teacher, <laughs> the uh, teacher. This is something else that they screw up in the movie, right? Like Snape's role in the entire scene. He just like kind of shows up and then they they like stun him or something, yeah. right? That's exactly what happens in the book. Oh, He's there okay. for like thirty seconds. He didn't. He didn't gotcha. need to be there, guys. He didn't. He stand. He showed because he so he wears the invisibility cloak and he hears the entire like speech of Sirius being like, "I was framed twelve years, a common house rat." And then uh, (laughs) at like the very end when they're like, okay, we're going to, okay, we're going to 
we're gonna let him walk walk away free. He like takes off the cloak and is like, hold up, guys. We need to have a conversation. About let's this. let's let's just let's pump the brakes let's here. Let's talk through this with Snivellus. Yeah. Son Harry immediately uh just all in on the convicted felon, just st- stuns his teacher. Uh, and then we get to the point where they all have to go back through the uh, through the tunnel. And then we get to like, I guess one of the dumbest parts of this entire thing is that uh, Lupin has forgotten to take his potion. Sure, it yep. is now a full. It is now a full moon. Yep. Right. Everybody stands there and just watches Lupin transform, and then is like, "Oh no, what should we do?" Probably run. Yeah. So also again keep complaining about the end of this movie end of this movie but that was also one of the best parts of like the entire series like artistically when uh when lupin is about to transform and like he sees he yeah. sees the he sees the moon and then they and then they like zoom into his eye that was awesome <laughs> i have, a, I have a, a conceptual question about werewolves if a werewolf doesn't see the full moon do they not transform like physically uh, see it yeah i don't know i think th- I, I think they, they have do. to get yeah, I think it, it's if the moonlight. I think it's just if the moonlight touches them. So it's so, so he's gone it's, into the shadow. Yeah, it's it's Pirates of the Caribbean rules, which tells me that he doesn't need this potion. He just needs to stay inside. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The potion, the potion might just be like a preventative measure. I think it's more like well, the potion. Oh, they I also think. said well, they also <laughs> said the potion takes down his uh, the ferocity. So it's not just that like he doesn't transform. It's that when if he does transform, he's not as mean yeah. or yeah. any yeah. control over better i think i think he should probably just stay inside right like watch some college football man yeah i mean that is the correct answer here we also forgot the we, we forgot the, we forgot that like the whole basis for Sirius breaking out and going after and knowing where to find scabbers this whole time is that because the weasleys He's, won that gallium prize yeah and seen, ron took scabbers yeah ron yeah. took scabbers to egypt for some reason as you do and then yeah, right. And then uh, they took a picture and put it on the front of the Daily Prophet. And then Sirius just caught it. I think it was as Fudge was visiting, right? He asked yep. to borrow the yeah, he asked to borrow the paper. Yeah, as you do. Peter Skeeter strikes again. Uh, and and the thing is, is that sometimes in the newspaper, like you you, you see things like your sworn enemy who put you in jail for twelve years. Uh, but what you also sometimes see is advertisements. None of the advertisements you see in print media are nearly as good as what you just heard from, from our sponsor. Um, okay, wait, I have, a, I have a question. I have a question about the, the 12 years thing. Do you think Alfonso Cuaron, uh, do you think like he desperately tried to get Gary Oldman to not do that as dramatically as he did and they just like nope. couldn't get it? Gassed him up, gassed him up. I, I am so certain that Gary Oldman was reserved and competent in this and he said something like, I have waited 12 years years and there's like the seething rage of a good actor yeah. and alfonso yeah. Curon was like what if you were unhinged <laughs> you know what you you know what you did in leon the professional do that again like like what everyone if, everyone yeah um i think i think that that was uh that was alfonso we're, being like no, no go for it dude <laughs> we're also skipping over the fact that loose. like there's an entire subplot too where Crookshanks has realized that Scabbers isn't a rat and that the uh, the dog isn't a dog. It's serious. And, and he makes somehow, a value judgment. And somehow, <laughs> value judgment. Oh yeah. Magical cats are like super, super, super smart. Sirius somehow has learned to communicate with, as far as we know, a cat. A cat. Because yeah, he's like, communicate, like, I need you to touch that knot specifically. That's because... a, a very smart cat you have there. Yeah, but <laughs> cats famously don't do what you tell them to do. I don't know if Sirius <laughs> had to beat the crap out of this cat for seven months before it started listening. Because cats famously, famously will be like, I understand what you want me to do. I am not going to do it because you are beneath me because I am cat. Um. Whereas dogs, like Sirius, will just like, sort of do what you want, right? Like, you know, they'll listen. They'll Usually. do what you need. Um, so so the, the moonlight shows us who we really really are, Jack Sparrow. Uh, Lupin becomes a werewolf. 
um, Sirius and uh, before that, before that, Sirius and Harry have a touching moment where uh, not t- a touching moment. I, I mean, they, I don't, uh, I, not not that close, right? <laughs> possibly emotional, an emotional moment. And then when he asks with me, Harry. The 13, yeah, yes, they have a touching <laughs> the moment. Thirteen-year-old boy, go, yeah. <laughs> Guy's been in prison for yes. a while. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, the thirteen-year-old boy come live with them. <laughs> Harry gets overjoyed at this. Uh, so Harry has a happy moment and then the cloud moves and everything goes to shit. Yep. Yep. Everything, everything is terrible. And, and, and then, and then they have a, uh, Pettigrew a, a runs off. <laughs> well, how everybody, yeah, everybody's watching the werewolf. Pettigrew turns into the rat because we know he can turn into an animal and we only shackled his human form. Do you know what would have been an awesome idea here? I'm just I'm turn just him saying. into the wrap and then stick around his neck so he'll be transformed back. He choked himself to death. I do like that one. I like that a lot. I love where your head's at. Um, we have a convicted felon. Um, that convicted felon maybe should use an unforgivable curse for the moment. Not not the death one, not the torture one, but the one where you can make people do what you want. I don't think oh, that they're going to not. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Wow. Might have been a good Seriously. moment. <laughs> Might have been a good moment for Sirius Black, who spent the last 12 years plotting his revenge, to say, well, I can't use the death one because the 13 year old makes a good point. And I'm not <laughs> going to use the torture one because that's not helpful. But there is a third option where I can make this weak willed sack of crap do what I want. And what I want him to do is I want him to walk his ass up to the castle Wait, and Sirius also, Black was like no let's just put some freaking manacles on him I got away from like, a basket band I'm sure he won't be able to yeah we also know that like that wizards routinely still use the unforgivable curses <laughs> like yeah. in Deathly Hallows Could you imagine- McGonagall's uh- like oh there's a time for everything right like <laughs> <laughs> Sure. War when crimes are only when, they when Quidditch is on the line. <laughs> My team's about to lose. Imperio. Yeah. Remember, remember, kids, it's only a war crime when the other side does it. Right. Well, it also leads to the, we also it also leads to the possibility where like Sirius Black is like, yeah, you're acquitted of all murder charges. Sorry, uh, but you're also getting you are an going to jail for, for for life on this one. You're like, wow, you win some. Did you cook the chicken? Fine, you've been proven you didn't do that. Overcook the fish, straight to jail. Straight to jail. Straight straight to jail. To jail. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so anyway. So Believe then, it or not. Believe it or not. Uh, so then they're down at the lake and uh, Harry has a psychotic break where he believes that his father um, has come back to life to save him. Right, because um, so Sirius turns into the dog to try and fight Lupin. Yeah. Uh, but all he really does is hurts himself. So then I forget Which what makes Harry sense. makes sense for who Sirius is as a person. It's like, I tried to help. It didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to help. It had no effect. So then uh, Harry and Hermione run and then run to the edge of the woods. And Ron tries to, uh, yeah, Ron tries, er, Harry and Hermione, or er, Harry sees Hermione and uh, Sirius on the side of the thing. And Harry goes to try and help. But then all the Dementors come down, and because he's sad again, because he can't go live with Sirius, he can't. Uh, yeah, he yeah. can't get up. He, he can't, can't produce, produce a full Patronus. Patronus. So then he can't, some... he can't get the, the 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 white liquid to come out of his wand. Let's not do that one. So then uh, the Patronus <laughs> comes back. Uh, an unknown, an unknown Patronus comes. Someone to else save uses him. their wand and produces it. <laughs> and then he. Uh, so he wakes up finally. You, okay, we, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to move past it. Okay. okay, okay. Let's just let's just get through this. Scene. All right, so man, there's like about Jerry Falwell watching. Patronus comes through. It's a stag. <laughs> Harry doesn't know where it came from, and then he passes out. And then he and then he enrolls at Liberty University. Okay, so he wakes up in the he wakes up in the hospital wing where uh, Ron's injured. Hermione is there. Hermione and Ron, and Hermione and Harry instantly like realize the severity of the situation. Dumbledore comes in and starts like basically just winking at Hermione, like, "Yeah, we'll figure out something. We know we have something." Okay. I have a question here, just just before we do this, because Dumbledore is the true villain of this series. Um, 
Why didn't Dumbledore go and do it? Why didn't Dumbledore go do it? <laughs> he because wasn't there for any of this. Novel and the and the youths have to do it. <laughs> That's be why. an adult. Be an adult, Elvis. Hey, hey. Maybe or why does he go, go with them? Why doesn't he go back himself? He can just go back in time, handle shit, go home. Harry, he also back. speaks in riddles the whole time. Like he goes back, and he's like, "If you pick the right time, maybe two lives can be saved tonight." It's like, Professor, just say, "Go save the hippogriff." It saves time. Yeah, that's that's also like one of my favorite jokes at the end at the end of the series, where, where Al Aberforth is like, "Oh yeah, he probably didn't give you very good instructions, did he?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he gave you a riddle. <laughs> he spoke like, in riddles the entire time, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. It was yeah, really like, tough. like my, my <laughs> thing is, is that you can be a mysterious, you can be a mysterious and clever mentor, or, or you can you pit forward? your, your, your mentees in life or death situations. You cannot do both. You can pick one of the two of those. You can be Socratic or you can have death matches. Pick one. <laughs> because if you're going to do death matches, then you have to tell Harry, you go back three hours, okay? You go back three hours, you go save the hippogriff when nobody's watching. I will distract them. I know that this is coming because I am some sort of weird, omnipotent deity figure. Then, then you are going to <laughs> let Pettigrew go because I need to see if Voldemort can come back. This is important later because I need to see how Horcruxes work. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's that's like my biggest that's like my big that's like my biggest hey. pet peeve this entire thing. So we finally learned how Hermione's been doing this all years because she time has this turner. stupid time turner thing. Single which I, time. I do yeah. actually think it's kind of cool when they when they go and destroy that room in the uh, ministry and they like talk about like why everything kept happening. So that was kind of a cool throwback. But yeah, so there's a time turner that basically every time you turn it, it go, it takes you back an hour in time. So Hermione has somehow been disappearing for hours at a time on like the same timeline. I don't I don't even want to get into this because then we get into the the different time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're 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 getting tired about this because the fact of the matter is. I'm going to do this really quickly. I'm using seconds, a lot of oxygen to rant here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 yeah. seconds. 30 he's, he's seconds. He's about to talk time. about why, it's, why, why going back in time is lazy. No, no. It, well, it is. We'll, we'll, we'll get there later. I promise. It's one of the laziest plot devices. Yeah, it's dumb. Oh, I know. Um, it's, I know. It's, it's, it's bad. Time travel it's is ba- bad. bad. and flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks are worse. Uh, yeah. Voiceovers are bad. Time travel is bad unless you do it to subvert some manner of things, not to just fix bullshit you did in the prime timeline. Um. Okay, dear listeners, there are two ways that time works. Either there's multiverse theory, which you'll know from uh, like Endgame. You go back in time, you change something, you created a different universe, okay? Infinite universes, everything happens all at once. That's multiverse theory. Single stream theory is there's one timeline. It goes from left to right. If you go back, you're going into the same stream and you always did. So time is fixed because you can't change anything because you've already changed it by going back in time. That is the theory of both A Song of Ice and Fire and Harry Potter and probably Einstein's relativity theory, um, but not clear. Uh, we, we do not know what Albert Einstein felt about uh, multiverse theory. We do know that multiverse theory is a bitch. Continue. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, so it also goes into like one of the most boring nights of all time because they know they have to go back three hours to save Buckbeak, which they managed to do. The only like... So they can't take Ron because Ron's still injured because he like snapped his leg in half and all this other shit happened to him. And Gilderoy Lockhart um, wasn't there to fix it. Yeah. Right. Gilderoy Lockhart wasn't there to Does fix not, it. Do not have to use Skelliger again because yeah. that was awful. Let's not do so that just Harry, just Harry and Hermione go back. Hold and on. They go hold back. On, hold on. Did we talk about Skelligro as misused Vi- uh, Viagra or, or, or are, we, yes. are we blown past that? <laughs> No, we're going. We're going to we're, we're go past that. All right, good. We shit. don't need it. We don't need to help thirteen-year-olds with their ED. I'm just saying that somebody tried that. Moving on, hundred percent. A hundred percent. Somebody tried that. But yeah. So, but like, think about the think about this. Think about their night then from the time turn perspective. So they have to go. What they go and watch Hermione punch uh, Draco, which is admittedly pretty cool but in order to do that they have to basically hide in a closet in the great hall until their former selves go outside so then after that they have to go to the woods where they basically just sit there and wait for their former selves to come out of Hagrid's hut so that way and then the important part is they realize that like they'd already interrupt or like interrupted the timeline before so 
Harry, I think it's Harry is the one that goes and grabs Buckbeak, right? Or no, it's Hermione. Hermione. Hermione figures it out. Yeah. Hermione goes and grabs Buckbeak and hides him because she's realized that they were the ones that untied him in the previous timeline. Yeah. So they, had then, always, they had always saved Buckbeak. In the movie, um, this is presaged by the fact that um, they throw a rock into the hut to get the kids out of the hut in time. And yeah. Hermione sees the, the rock. It had like a weird design. She sees that she notices the design in the prime timeline. And then in the second timeline, she's, she notices the design on the rock before yeah. she throws it. This that's is, when this she is actually realizes. a really good moment in the movie. Yeah, I, I that, that, that's yeah. probably like the simplest ac- explanation of how time works in the Harry Potter universe. It, sh- they had always saved Buckbeak in this fashion. Yeah. Buckbeak yeah. never died. Right. Right. Um, and that's one of the hardest concepts to like. Right. To understand as well and to explain. So, yeah. So, but then they, so they say Buckbeak. And then they basically, they watch themselves go into the Whomping Willow. So then they basically just sit there for the next hour or two, watching as people just go, like a parade of people just goes down to the Whomping Willow. And then they're Pretty like sit, sitting there and waiting for everybody to come back. At which point, like, they know that Lupit is going to turn into a werewolf. They know that Peter Pettigrew is going to make a run for it. They know what direction Peter Pettigrew is going to make a run for it. And then they go and hide, hide in the woods. Let's have a discussion about the moral, the morality of Harry allowing uh, Voldemort to come back. Um, because, yes. because certain people don't die next book if Harry uh, doesn't just like, hey, what if we... Wait, uh, wasn't there some sort of... Didn't Dumbledore issue some sort of warning about like, not changing too much about what happens in the timeline. Yes. Something like that. But, but, but you know, what's fun about, <clears throat> about time travel in this universe. You can't yeah, change yeah, the no. past. It is what yeah. it is. And Dumbledore knows that Dumbledore knows that if he told Harry in that moment to go and murk Pet- Pettigrew, Pettigrew would have never gone, gotten away in the first place. Therefore we know Albus Dumbledore, true villain wanted to see if Horcruxes could work. That is what has happened here. Well, he, he knows it works because, but he knows it works because it came back in the back of uh, World's End, but, right? But but, uh, but he doesn't. Now, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know that sure. he could come back to full power. He wants yeah, to see okay. if Voldemort, Tom Riddle, can can exist beyond the meanest ghost. And also, not only like he doesn't have to go murk. He doesn't even have to go murk Pettigrew. He's a rat. Just catch him. Just put him in a cage. <laughs> in a jar. Just. Tighten the jar. I mean, <laughs> Hermione does that with uh, with Rita Skeeter. With Rita, right? Uh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Well, maybe, so they, maybe. I mean, but you can say that they learned a lesson that time. <laughs> did, yeah. did, you, did you put air holes in that? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time. My bad, y'all. Ah, damn it. Um, oh, now Hermione's a murderer, first degree. Uh, uh, no, yeah. that's that's third. That's third degree. That's negligence. We're not getting into <laughs> Although I guess it's probably felony murder. Second kidnapping. Yeah, second no, no, degree, it's, yeah. it's felony murder one because it's kidnapping. She intended to kidnap in the commission of a felony. She murdered. Yeah, that's murder one. This okay, is yeah. So, podcast. Yes. So um, so then there they, he watches everybody come out. Lupin turns into the werewolf. Pettigrew escapes. They then watch Sirius go down to the lake, and Harry's like Hell yeah, I'm gonna get to see my dad because I forgot. I think I don't think we mentioned he thought the mysterious Patronus yeah. was his, yeah, dad, was his yeah. dad, like back through time or something. Well, so time he's like, doesn't matter now. <laughs> yeah, fair. So he's again an excellent point. Yeah. So uh, why didn't Dumbledore try this 13 years ago? Because he didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Harry goes and stands on the bank of the lake and is like just sitting there s- s- creeping on. Uh, Sirius and Hermione and then himself like waiting for somebody to come save him and then he realizes that it was him all along. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Yeah. So he produced a very strong Patronus because he thinks about living with his godfather again, which is kind of weird. It's fine. 38 year old, 13 year old. Yeah, it's fine. Um, So I think about your happiest thought. (laughs) And and good things will come out of your wand. Um, I, I do need to say here that uh, Alfonso Curran did something so annoying in this moment, and I need to critique it. It's a great movie. He fucks this up really bad. This is our one F word of the day. Um, in, in the fir- prime timeline, when the Patronus comes out, um, it is a stack. That is the, st- the, the Patronus that comes out. In the second timeline, there is no stack. It is just a 
just like a bright white light, right? Blast goes everywhere. Of oh, Patronus. yeah, that's not how Patronus's work. Right. And he gets it right the first time. That's the part that's frustrating. So it's not like he's just changed this for the movie, right? Like, if he had just changed it the way that it worked in the movie, fine. Like, that's an artistic decision because he doesn't want to explain why there's a random animal made out of white light. Um, but he has the animal made out of white light in the first place and then changes it in the second place, which undermines the entire theory of time, which is sort of important to the movie and the book about time. <laughs> or they just screwed it up. <laughs> like that, You don't have one person like, hey man, the second scene isn't the same as the first scene. Do you want to go check that out? Like nobody I mean, said, it could have been that somebody in editing was like, in, in post was like, hey, the second one's not the same. And, and Alfonso Cuaron was like, do you want to reanimate it? And the person was post was like, no. He's like, good, because we've ex- we've we we have already we've already done our reshoot budget. So if you want to pony up ten thousand dollars to pay the editors to do it, you can. I'm not going to. And this person was like, you're right. It's good. Also, Alfonso Cuarón does what he wants. What are you What are you going to tell? Him? There's a reason he did not come back for any of the other movies. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was does like, what no, he no, wants. no, no, I'm I'm going to do this one. This is the best book, and that's going to be mine. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do uh, whatever happens in, in four, five, six, seven. Although it would have been interesting to see him, how he handled five. I think that he actually never, he never would have, because I also, I, I don't, I'm just speculating, but I have a feeling that he and JK had a few differences of opinion on things. <laughs> I don't think that's speculation. Yeah. I think that's, that's uh, established. But, but yeah. like, I, I would have loved to have seen a competent director um, deal with the department of mysteries. Like I, I will get there. Ryan Johnson. Oh. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I, like I, I want, I would have loved to see to see yeah. a, like like a, like Guillermo del Toro, whatever. Oh, that would have been awesome. Like, like mean, shit. Yeah. Just the- gear, just the Department of Mysteries, Guillermo. <laughs> like, you get you get forty five minutes doing nothing. It's nuts. like it, it's like giving Quentin Tarantino that one scene in Sin City. <laughs> Precisely. Like Robert Rodriguez was like, okay, I have a scene in a in a in a car where you have a person who's dead talking to our main character who's going through a psychotic break. I could direct this. Or, or. Uh, I'll call it my friend Quentin. Hugh, what, what are you doing? Nothing. Cool. Let's go. And it's like, and I love that, like, Quentin turned to, just we're going to talk about Sin City for a second. Um, I love that, like, there are rules of Sin City with color that are very, very important to the way that that film is shot. And Quentin is like, nah, I'm going to ignore those. Those don't matter. We're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna use the, the color scheme that I want. Like, now you just got me thinking of like the end of Goblet of Fire with directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Actually, yeah. oh that, you, that you scene would... that scene with Voldemort and Harry would have taken an hour and a half. And it would have been perfect. It would yeah, have been perfect been because like what that scene is, that scene is 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 made for a Western director, right? It's a it's a Mexican yeah. standoff. Yeah, and yeah. so imagine if you had Quentin or 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 Robert Rodriguez. I mean, he's Sin City. Like, if you if you had Robert Rodriguez or Quentin Tarantino, and you were like, "Hey, this that... is a PG thirteen film, so you you can't you can't use the F word more than once. You can use it once." Hashtag the ringer. Um, but you 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 can only use one F word. Go nuts! Somebody dies in the beginning, and someone can die at the end if you want. Go nuts! And it would have taken an hour. And it would have been like the standoff scene in Pulp Fiction at, in the diner where yeah. it's just like <laughs> where you have Harry yelling at, at, at Bellatrix Lestrange, bitch, be cool over and over again, which I would pay <laughs> money to see. <laughs> that or or Hollows, where at the end of that movie drives me insane. Like, yeah. why do they why do they screw up the we'll end of the, I don't get it. We'll I don't get, get it. Just oh, like you have to go in a circle, go in a circle. It was a perfect scene in the book. It was it was fantastic. Because you have to get to the ending, so sometimes you have to skip a lot of stuff, and just and they also get didn't to the establish end. it like it. Yeah. Anyway, and then okay. and then and then Sirius flies away on the back of the hippogriff. Yeah, we were pretty much at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I was just uh, you said that we need to skip some stuff and get to the end. So then, yeah, Sirius flies yeah. away, and everyone. Oh, that was, that's that's how I was going to end it. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, Here, Sirius. Here's a hippogriff. All right. Best of luck. See ya. Um, I'm gonna. I'm going to go to the Caribbean for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go hang out. Um, although, like, like again, like, I, th- I think that this is, this is one of those things where, um, like, the, the movie ends and it just sort of ends and it's the same sort of, like, and everything is great because all of the movies have that impulse to be, like, everything is great at the end because they're children's films. 
Um, everything was well. And everything did they was do well. a? Did they do a? I I learned something here today with with Dumbledore in this movie. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, every again, time it does. Again, this is the only time that time turners are relevant in this entire storyline, despite. <laughs> multiple instances where they would have come in handy. I guess well, after after the Department of Mysteries, you can't use them anymore, I think is the implication, yeah. because Harry and his, and his uh, you know, cadre of meddling kids has destroyed every time-turner in existence. They well, ba- basically broke time. At least, at least we're not David Benioff or D.B. Weiss, and we only use time travel to give a kid mental disabilities. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It, yeah, they least, use it a little least, bit better than Game of Thrones. Uh, I, I do want to take this opportunity to point out that um, he just has emotional disability. <laughs> yeah, um, and and I, I do want to take this opportunity to point out that in the book series, I think it's very clear that George R. R. Martin told David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, "Hey, time travel really actually does matter. Um, Bran is going to go back in time and mess some things up. Um, specifically." I think that what is going to happen is that um, Bran is the reason why there is so much wildfire in King's Landing because they need the wildfire for the others. But the problem is, is that he keeps telling the king who went crazy, remember, fire, 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 burn them all, fire, fire. I think that, that Bran does not just give one child mental disorders. I think that he, he yeah, 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 yeah. breaks no, the for sure. kingdom. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he uh he does some things to Aegon. <laughs> uh, Ares. It, mm, the Mad King. Mad King is Ares. Aegon. Aegon is the is is perhaps the false king, but you have not gotten to that book of uh of a sacrifice fire. Um, spoiler cool. alert. Anyways, um, so so I think I think the takeaway with Prisoner of Azkaban is is what I said before, which is that this is the only one where um. Voldemort is not central as a villain. He's he's a shadow. He is in the background. He is not um, the point of of the the, the ultimate fight. Um, you you could make an argument that that he's not in six, but um, he sort of you know will no he is there. in six. Yeah. I, I, I he's one hundred percent in six. So well, yeah, so, but so, the so. ultimate but the ultimate fight is between Draco and a bunch of Death Eaters and and the and, Order of the Phoenix. Right, yeah. So, but, but the, 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 the point is, is that in three, that allowed Joanne and it allowed the story to, to like open up to other characters. And like the way that I want, and we'll get there when we talk about five, about how I want it, I wanted a secondary villain to be serious, not serious black, but like, like to be, to be an actual opponent. Right. But she undermines them. She undermines every single secondary villain by by making them sort of subservient to Voldemort in a way that makes sense in the book, but I just narratively don't like. And we'll get there when we talk about why Bellatrix Lestrange should have an entire book where she is the focus. Um, yeah, she should have been more the focus in Half-Blood Prince. Right, she should have been the yeah. big bad in Half-Blood Prince um, yeah. because she is fascinating and they don't let her be. Um, yeah. Which, which uh, Yeah, but that's also, again, like if you're, we keep, contrasting jk and and george R. R. martin like that is that 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 is jk in a nutshell she is very very focused, focused. on like yeah the only like the only the only thing that matters is harry and his and his hero journey and whatever and that like that screws her occasionally right. a lot right but 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 like 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 <laughs> yeah, there's more than occasionally yeah there's yeah. some there's something between pumping out a book every 18 months and and pumping out a book once every 11 years like somewhere in the middle of that is Bellatrix <laughs> Lestrange. It's been 11 years. <laughs> it's been 11 years already. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it's coming out this year. I'm saying it has been 11 years. <laughs> um, it came out in 2011, uh, 2011. We are now in 2022. Um, yep. So Winds of Winter is never coming out. Uh, if it does, I, I will believe Winds of Winter comes out when I see it on bookshelves. Um, until and unless, I, I, I'm just not, I'm not relying on it. But um, Until you get hit in the face with a copy of it? Yeah, I can make like, that happen. I can't wait. Can't wait. Um, but, 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 the, but, but, like, going this isn't back the to, Winds of Winter. It's a dictionary. I don't yeah, care. It's, it's, it's actually a thesaurus. Um, hardbound. No, I'm just going to find a copy of some book called Winds of Winter. <laughs> That's not good. I don't like this. Um, 
there's actually a very good book. I think what is it called? Winds of War. Herman I don't know. Mike, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what I'm talking about is Prisoner of Azkaban. The reason why Prisoner of Azkaban is good, and the reason why I like it so much, and I, I think the reason why it's consensus the best book is because it lets other characters grow and it lets them stretch. And so Sirius Black becomes like an emboding and foreboding presence. And then he becomes something different. And Remus Lupin has backstory and backstory matters. And it like, it's not just, well, what's the next set piece, which, which is what the the films get in trouble with, but certainly what the books get in trouble with. So that's, that's why I think Prisoner of Azkaban is the best book is because it's the only one that's not, um, setting up to whichever version of Harry versus Voldemort we're dealing with in this book, right? Right. It's six episodes of Harry versus Voldemort and how we get there, and one episode of what actually is the nature of, um, you know, friendship and family and godfathers and whatever, like, which is much more interesting to me. Um, I'll get to why, why Harry Potter 7 should have ended differently and how that could have been more interesting without doing that but i'm skipping ahead i am i i am going to take an entire episode to rant about the ending of 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 death of the Hallows. great can't wait that sounds <laughs> wonderful so excited uh so excited thank special thank you to my uh my co-host napoleon greg my other co-host nerd angus you can find angus at nerd angus on the twitters um he uh you should you should you should send him all of your takes on hippogriffs and hippogriff anatomy it will be very funny. Please don't send links or pictures because I just realized what I was asking for and I don't want it for no. Me. Don't no. want it. Uh for rule all your... 41. Rule 41. Great. Um, ew. um, so uh for all of your worst takes on all things Harry Potter and a song of ice and fire, please uh tweet at Mr. Mojo Rising89. Uh I can usually be found at uh TLS underscore N underscore TDS, which is the main account. My actual account is at Diamonds Esquire. I rarely check it. I rarely tweet from it. It's not in use. If you want to contact me, contact the main account. Um, a special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group and whoever Blue Air decides to put in. Um, I'm, I'm going to give an offer to PBR. PBR, if you would like to sponsor us uh, directly, um, we will get that Instagram up and running. So the Instagram is coming as soon as PBR does. Gross. Um, <laughs> please uh, like, subscribe, share, uh, tell your friends, tell your uh, godfathers, I guess. Um, and obviously dear listeners, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.